Meanwhile, Janet Van Dyne takes her daughter, Hope Van Dyne, out for dinner. Oh my God, I'm just starving, you know, uh, getting big and then getting small. I'm just like, so hungry, need those carbs. Uh, where are we going to eat, Mom? Hope, not now. I have to think. I'm driving. Okay, sorry. I just like, I do have some dietary restrictions. I'm trying not to eat a lot of dairy. Just to make sure I can have something on the menu. Can you give Hope, me a- uh, enough. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ, we're just at a sizzler? I mean, you could have just said that, Jesus. All right, um, oh, I have to pee. Do you know where the bathroom is in here? Hope, not now. Why are you asking me so many questions? I'm sorry, I have to pee. Fine, I'll just hold it for the whole entire meal if that would make you happy. Okay. Oh, here comes the waiter. Hello, good evening, ladies. Uh, what can I get you to eat today? Please, I, I just need you to trust me. Tr- trust you? Okay, I I trust you. Do you just want the the steak and salad? Not now. I'm sorry, do you need more time? Just give us the steak and salads, okay? Jesus Christ, Mom, you are embarrassing me. You never want to talk about anything. It's always just a big dramatic uh, denial of of sharing your feelings. Just share your feelings with me, Mom. Come on, tell me the truth. Okay, fine. When Bill Murray entered me, it felt so weird. I expected him oh, to have no. like a human penis, but it's No, 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 no. La, 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 la. I don't. Okay, never mind. La, 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 la. And welcome to episode 252 of Comic Book Queers, colon, Legacy. I am your host, Brett, and with me as always is the Wasp herself, Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. Hello. How are you doing? How would you feel if a genie came to you and said, I could give you superpowers, but it, you, it only could be the powers of the Wasp? Um, I mean, as opposed to having no powers, sure. Okay, right? I feel like that's the right answer. Uh, I mean, because at least with that, she can fly. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you don't know how to invent those suits, though. Yeah. Oh, wait, I would still have to invent the suit. That is the power, is the suit. It is? Yeah. She doesn't wait, have them without the suit. In the, in the comics, she can just do it, right? Oh, I think it's because them, it's like pim particles are like radiation. So it's like if you're exposed to the pim particles long enough, you then can you just can do, do it, it by yourself. Because that's, I remember how Stature, uh, Cassie Lang, remember when Young Avengers, she gets all mad and everyone's like, um, Cassie, you're like the size of a building because you're upset. She's like, uh-oh, guess I was hanging around the pim particles too long. Yep, and she's still less annoying than she is in the movie. Okay. We'll get back to today. that later. <laughs> Later um, in this show, we will finally talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantumania. Yeah, sorry, we've been out for a few weeks. I have been sick, and I had lost my voice, so I could not talk. So, and I've just been sitting here. Yeah, yeah, just staring into space. You should do You should do one where you just do, just do it, try to be like split personality <laughs> and do me. Like, just do the whole thing yourself. Or I could just, it'll just be my half, but I'll still know exactly what you're saying. I, I bet, like, if you weren't here, I would still be able to have a conversation with you. Do you know the female comedian Jen Kirkman? No. 
Um, she's real funny. She was on Chelsea lately. She's like our age. And most of her stuff is about how like I'm not married and I don't have kids and I'm but uh she does a podcast and it's just her. And I think Sarah Silverman does this too, but even she has some talking, but literally she's just like bitching and complaining. And then it's you almost don't real it's I, I find it very amazing that she can just basically have a conversation with herself for That's like my an dream hour. Podcast. Wait, <laughs> oh, that, oh that my is... dream podcast <laughs> without me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um that sounds great. What a skill. Um, to be able to monologue like that. I think maybe, though, we should get back into this. I just feel like, oh, we haven't done this in so long. Maybe we should cue the new music for Hot Topics. Hit it. We got some hot, we got some hot topics. Yeah. Woo. Ooh. Basically, the only hot topic we really need to talk about is the award season. This might be the first time we not only have um, an MCU actor could win an Oscar, but also the front runner is a multiverse, like kind of superhero movie could win the yeah. Oscar. What? Starring Ki Hoi Kwan from our childhood. Yes. And he could win an Oscar. And Michelle Yeoh from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Are you kidding me? You know what? If this is the year that Oscars go to Data from the Goonies, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Encino Man, I would be very happy. Yeah. And yeah, oh, and Miss Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda of Wakanda. Did I you, would be so happy. But did did you watch the SAG Awards on Netflix? YouTube? I saw the um I saw the highlights. Wait, did, did Netflix show the SAG Awards? Yeah, on Netflix YouTube. That's oh, who weird. aired it. That's where it was aired. Oh, weird. So you can just go to YouTube and watch the whole thing. Okay. It was very weird. Because um, most of it was like not really surprises. I I wasn't really rooting for anybody in the TV categories. I was very happy that Jennifer Coolidge won. Of course. Um, Her speech, I did watch her speech and her speech made me emotional. Yeah. When she talked about her father sneaking her out of school and taking her to a Charlie Chaplin film festival. Yeah. And that was where she got her love of comedy. Come on. It's also, she, um, I think his name is Tim Bagley. He was like one of the gay friends on Will and Grace. And he's a fellow yeah. groundling. And she brought him yeah. as her date and then just gave him a shout out. And I just thought that was so sweet. So She's cute. such a like loyal friend. And also, if you notice, <laughs> all of her friends are gay men. <laughs> and have I talked about my meeting Jennifer Coolidge on here before? Yes. Yeah, where I sat next to her at a wedding and she sat next to her at a wedding. And she thought I was somebody else. But basically, it was at a gay wedding. She loves the gays, and I just love the gays. Love her. Yes. Um, Someone once I heard watched a TikTok where someone was like they want they should want to do an American reboot of Absolutely Fabulous with Jennifer Coolidge (gasps) and Megan Mullally. Oh my god, that would be perfect. That would be really fun. <laughs> didn't Ro- Roseanne? Didn't Roseanne wanted to do it once? Like it was going to be Roseanne and Brigitte Nielsen. Yeah, and or then no. and the last season of Roseanne, Fisher, the Abfab characters were in the last season of Roseanne. They were. In oh the yeah, yeah. Um, they did do one. There was a, a sort of re- remake of just where it was. Um, who was the girl from Dances with Wolves? What was that actress's name? Madeline Stowe? No, that's from Last of the Mohicans. Oh. (laughs) She was in Scream 4, right? Yes, she's the mom who gets killed by her daughter. Um... Um, I need to look it up. But anyway, her and Jean Smart had a a series where they were like... That was um, Ab Fabish. Mary McDonnell. 
Mary McDonald. It was Mary McDonald and Jean Smart had an Ab Fab series where they were just two rich women that were just drunk all the time. And it was canceled briefly. But, I mean, Jean Smart. Great. Jean Smart also won. She also won. Can we talk about how Everything Everywhere is going to sweep the Oscars completely? I'm scared of jinxing it. They have the momentum right now to win everything. But I am very scared. I'm very scared there's going to be an upset. Because I basically want... This would be my dream winning is the winners are supposed to be Michelle Yeoh, Brendan Fraser, Kihi Kwan, and Angela Bassett. I feel like that's what it needs to be. Now, if Stephanie Sue won instead, I actually think Stephanie Sue great. is the greater performance. But yes. Angela Bassett but is like, you need to career. have an Oscar right now. Angela yes. Bassett is supposed to be Oscar winner Angela Bassett. Like yes. that's kind of supposed to be. Thank you. That's she's supposed to have one on her mantle. But I will tell you this: Jamie Lee Curtis is really good at doing these press junkets, and I think that's what's getting her that kind of like momentum. Ooh, momentum. Did you see the one where she was crying, talking about Michelle Yeoh? No, she was just doing an interview, and she's like, "Michelle Yeoh fought for me to get to this get this part," and she started crying, and she's like, "Because of Michelle Yeoh, every time they say my name in a movie, they will say Oscar nominated Jamie Lee Curtis," and she's like crying, and she's like, "And it's all thanks to her," and I was like, "Oh!" But it's like those type of interviews, people are like, "Oh, yes, Jamie Lee, give it to her." <laughs> yes, Jamie Lee Curtis is she's such a staple of Hollywood. I mean, just original scream queen. The, the comedies of the, the fish called Wanda and trading places and all those comedies of the true 80s, lies, like, the, 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 the costume change in true lies. Oh Iconic. my God. I mean, she, there's, there's going to be a huge contingent of people in the Academy who are like, you know what? We got to recognize Jamie Lee Curtis. Also, do you want to know one of her best roles, which like her acting was amazing. And this is one of my favorite movies. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. <laughs> yeah. ah! She's so good at it. And sadly, saying, so is, sadly, so is Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay. I, do we, and you know, there's Marvel bias, right, in the Academy. Do we think that Angela might lose to Jamie Lee? I'm starting to think so. I'm starting to think I'm going to change my uh Here's my bet, the problem my is bowl. Jamie Lee was at the very back of the list of people that were winning. It was it was either going to be Angela Bassett and then Carrie Condon was like kind of next in line of the person that I finally had, saw that movie by the way and I do not think she deserves it over most of no, the No, I, I I the Banshees of Ed Sheeran my problem with that movie is the suspension of belief was just too high for me. I just did not believe someone would do that to their hands. Yeah, it's a it's a parable, and that's yes. why it's going to it's gonna win best original screenplay and that Yeah, be- yeah. But for me, it was a little I just wasn't buying it. So I there was a level of disbelief that I just couldn't buy into. Whereas like Joe watched it and he loved it and he thought it was great. But I was like, I just yeah, it was don't great. I just don't I mean Colin Farrell is acting it's probably his best acting performance. He was so good. But uh, yeah, no, it really needs to be everything everywhere all at once. I have been going on this other kick of just because it's popular now of just watching people on YouTube watching everywhere, everything everywhere all at once for the first time. Oh, really? And it's just basically just watch. It's because at this point, now that it's an Oscar, it's like people being like, yeah, there's this movie everywhere, everything, something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to watch it. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then by the end, they're like sobbing. Every single person is like crying. Oh, so it's usually just watching some yeah, like it's hillbilly fool be like sobbing. They'd be like, "Whoa, I'm crying." <laughs> I'm predicting it. I think it's going to be like another Silence of the Lambs. Like it's a movie that came out early in the year yes. and then came back at Oscar time and just took it all. Yes, it's here to take it. I want it. I want it to take it. If it doesn't, but I really, I'm really so want Miss Angela to win. I want Miss Angela to win. I, I do want too. Marvel to win. Yeah. Well, Marvel needs a win right now. They need a win because people are like quality schmality. Should we talk about that now and then go do X-Men last? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Let's talk about it now. Why don't we hit the music of something that we just saw? Hit it. I always feel like I'm watching a comic movie or TV. That's right. Ant-Man. You're going to be so mad at me, Evil Jeff. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Quantumania. We're going to do a one, two, three. Ready? Yes. One, two, three. I loved it. Hated it. Hated it. Yes, I love when we disagree. (laughs) I walked out of there going, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't understand everybody. That was so much fun. That was a comic book. Check. I, I, and I, I, that's the thing is I'm happy that you felt that. And I felt the other people in the theater might've been feeling that. Here's my thing. I felt everything went wrong. I felt it was like, um, trying to do something similar to Bong Joon-ho where it was trying to ride a bunch of different genres. It was trying to be a sci-fi it was trying sure. to be a comedy. It was trying yes. to be an action. It was trying to be yes. sincere and dramatic. And it failed at all of those things, in my opinion. I felt, literally, I did not laugh once. Every single joke. Oh, my the God. The alien holes. Up. The alien with the holes. Nothing. Nothing. He cracked me up so much. Nothing but actually, I laughed. Me. I laughed harder when he was speaking his weird, screamy alien language in Scott's face than I was laughing. Yeah, and I think that's just, I don't know what, maybe it's because I'm still getting over from being sick. I did not think anything was funny. I felt the writing was so cloyingly cliche. I felt they kept setting up these big moments. I felt the special effects and the CGI were so bad. Let's talk about MODOK. MODOK, Razzie Award. Razzie Award for the worst was terrible. Was so funny. But it wasn't because they were trying to, it was like trying to be funny, but then trying to be sincere and then trying to him be like, I don't want to be a dick anymore. I was like, no, it's, it was, I hated it. I hated it. I hated every moment of this movie, except for Jonathan Majors and Michelle Pfeiffer. I wish the whole movie, because they kind of got it. They were able to play it right. And I feel... And 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 Paul Rudd is always able to kind of do the Paul Rudd thing, but I feel like here's the the essence of an Ant Man movie is the Ant Man movie is always he it's like a heist movie. It's a heist, yes. And there's no they just were like we're not going to do that anymore. We're now going to yeah. just follow into this MCU Kevin Feige. This has to start the new phase, and yes. and it just took all of the joy out of what made the Ant Man movies good. And so it I definitely, just, I hate yeah, it. it had to serve a higher purpose in that it had to kick off the multiverse saga officially. And if you think about it, this is what is different. How James Gunn is like, no, I'm going to let there be like Elseworld, like Otherworld. What is he calling them? Elseworld? Otherworlds? Elseworlds. 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 
where it's like and those movies are going to stand on their own because they can have their own look and feel to it for me i'm like i feel every every movie even if it's in the marvel mcu and they're all connected should should be as distinct as the wolfman i Wolfman by, yes. by night. They need Werewolf to have by a, night. Yeah. Werewolf by night. They they need to have like a distinct feel to it. And this just felt like everything was just homogenized down to like Kevin Feige like bullet points to like set up the that, new phase. That I absolutely will give you. I mean, I'm just such a fan of um, of Marvel movies in general. You know, I'm like you never hear me say hate it for a Marvel movie, but. It is definitely this one did, you did feel not a like little, Doctor Strange, and that's why I did that's like true. The, the the second Doctor Strange. I did like it because even though there was problematic it did things feel, with Wanda, it felt because Sam Raimi is such an amazing director, it had a very distinct directoral quality to it, where everything yes. here felt very bland. I also did just feel the CGI was not good. Most of the point, no, I, the CGI was not done well enough, so I was just very disappointed. I for me it was the perfect heightening of the franchise like yes we would go into subatomic space and we would stay there and we would discover all these things and everything would come full circle to the beginning where Michelle Pfeiffer disappeared I like I liked all of those things in that they met my expectations of what a part three should do in a franchise but nothing was surprising we had more character development of of Kang in Loki than we did here. Who is Loki? Why is he a bad guy? Why does he want to win? What is going on with him? What is the motivation? What are the stakes? They're just trying to be like Thanos 2.0, where it's like, no, Kang has his own stuff going on. And they weren't really delving into it. And also, it just... And this is a pet peeve where I've... It's rubbed off of me where, where my fiancé, Joe, has a pet peeve of teenagers who are the worst, who who... Them being now, bad, this, them being yeah. bad at things, them being like, no, I'm going to do my things my way. And then they get it wrong and then they cause all the problems. Like he hates that as like a catalyst of a plot point. And I just felt so much of her just being a brat and causing, because basically everything was her fault. Oh, absolutely. And Janet Van Dyne knew it. And, and also, well, Janet Van Dyme also was like, I don't know, maybe you can be like, I don't want to talk about it, but basically there was a dude there that could probably destroy the universe. So, and I don't want to talk about it. You just have to say that. Don't just not say anything about the bad guy that, that could destroy the universe. Maybe Listen, just like give a heads up on it. Janet was in subatomic space for 30 years. She's going to be weird. Also, where were those people? Why were they like, "Oh, I'm alone. I'm a, we were I was alone for so many years." Well, where are all these people then? Where did all those people come <laughs> There's from? There's a whole ass civilization. I didn't understand that. She never said she was alone. She said like, "Oh, it was nice being around someone. I haven't been around anyone for years. It was nice to be able to have oh, someone to talk yeah, yeah. to." And then well, she was also, exiled. Well, uh, she was exiled. Right? No, 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 no. Everyone hated her because of the Kang thing. Never mind. Yes, I so that didn't make her. any sense. Also, how? Okay, so you need to like let's rewind back the end of Ant Man and the Wasp two, which led into um, Infinity Wars. How long was Scott in the quantum realm when they um, were snapped? They said five hours. Oh, he was only gone for five hours. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. That's I couldn't remember how long he was there because he didn't see anybody either. He's like, who are all these people? I'm like, weren't you fucking down there too? I don't know. There was- and they, they keep saying it's like it's past like the veil or the void. Like the civilization was past what they thought was the end of the line, essentially. Also, I've been, for some reason, a lot of quantum theory is on my TikTok. I've really been into string theory and all that stuff. So a lot of those sure. things show up on TikTok. And so a lot of it also, I'm just like, eh, this just this doesn't make any scientific sense. I would love to see like oh, Neil. And, and, and no, no, no. And I, I, but no, I will forgive it because, of course, it's people with powers and stuff. I know I'm supposed to forgive it. But there are so, I don't know, there's just things... There are this a lot is of, a franchise yeah. that is about a man who retains his mass when he shrinks down, yet he's able to ride ants. The whole thing is flawed. Yeah. Also, isn't it weird that he's like, okay, so they they he has trouble um staying active when he gets bigger. But if you shrink down to subatomic quantum realm size and then get just a tiny bit bigger, why are you then still tired? Yeah, right. <laughs> All of it. All of it. I mean, I, we cannot, we cannot debate <laughs> I know, the yeah. If you go physics. down that, yeah, it's just going to be insane. Because again, he would crush any ant he sits on if he But then they mess. try to make this whole entire thing of like setting up these things of like, no, you just have to like shrink and tap, shrink and tap. And then shrink there was like, tap. oh, will Holes I ever learn to shrink and tap? And I'm like, is that the it's big how stakes? Fight. It was jump and tap. Jump and tap. Is that the big stakes thing that we're going to have? Is no, that she's going to learn how to do it? I was like, fuck this. Oh, yeah, of course. And I'm telling you right now, Young Avengers, maybe we do not need stature in the Young I Avengers. Know. Well, I'm She's saying, the listen, worst. I, hate, I hate teenagers. And so am I excited for Young Avengers? Maybe not. No, Haley is great. No, Haley. Yeah, Hawkeye. Come If we have Hawkeye, Speed, and Wiccan, and I'm sure they could do something great with Patriot. Sure. And then have young Loki. And Amer- I, I like America. I'm going to say America Ferreira. America Chavez. I wanna say, yeah, she's great too. I want to say though that I ate so many edibles before I saw this movie and I loved it. Well, you know what? Maybe that's what I needed to do. Because I'm sure you that's were so high that you thought the CGI was good. I thought the CGI was good. I was so high. I was like, wow. But I will give it to close. this. Michelle Pfeiffer... She was great. She, she can great. act the fuck out of anything. She and really I will can. say I ate that up where she just was like, everybody just shut up. And they're like, mom, we're in the quantum realm. What is going on? Who are these people? Leave me alone. And they're like, okay. I loved it. If someone's chasing us. Are we going to die? I can't talk to you right now. You're like. She was so put out by everyone. Shut the fuck this- up and tell me. I'd be shaking and be like, bitch, what's going on? <laughs> this is what would happen if I came back to Earth after 30 years in, a dis- in, a- in another dimension. I'd come back to Earth and be like. Oh my god, I forgot how fucking annoying everybody is. And I'm telling you this, this they missed out on a twist. Janet Van Dyme should have been on Kang's side. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been the twist that we needed. You know what? That would have been great. But I And do if she love was actually that. exiled and she was sent out away from them, that would have been much more fun. That would be cool. Um, she's too good a person. I do love that the new epic Marvel event starts with Janet Van Dyne. I the, like just the, the Marvelite in me just has such nerd joy about that. Sure. 
But then, I like it. I also was just, I mean, so this world of, so just like now it's like, it just reminds me a lot also, because then at the end where you just see all of the Kangs getting together, it just, yeah. I'm going to tell you this, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about, but it's, it's Rick and Morty. Like, it's not as good as Rick and Morty. Yeah, no, I, I get, I get what you're saying, but it also was the source material for Rick and Morty. You like that? That's a very famous panel at the end yes, of the show. Yes, all of those yes. Kangs. But here's the thing: it's the same thing when I watch Venture Brothers, which is parodying a lot of famous old comic books. Yeah. When the parody is doing a better job of the movie remake Ugh. telling of it, you're in trouble. Yeah. I just wanted to see an X Men. I just I didn't want to see the like the final spoiler is just a Loki. You know what? I have spoiler. to say this. I have deep down inside. I know. Well, that's that's the other cheating thing of like, just kidding. It's the trailer for the next thing. That's your scene. But I frankly am nervous about the multiverse saga overall because I think I think the seed of the idea, I think the essence of the idea is, hey, wouldn't it be great? How do we top end game? I know it's basically the same thing, but... Let's have like Jessica Alba and Hugh Jackman and Ben Affleck as Daredevil and anyone who's ever been a Marvel character ever in it. And that's how we out Endgame Endgame. And I'm like, that's truly what all of this is. I know, but guess what? We already did it in Spider-Man. We already did it in the animated Spider-Man. And And we're doing it in The Flash. I know, and it's like it's it's a weak foundation to build like two years of movies off of. Which is why I'm going to say a bold statement right now, Brett. I know, Kevin Feige, you're on watch right now. I don't know if you, I don't know if you should have this, if you should be in charge of the MCU forever. I don't know if it's it's going in the right direction. It's like the curse of the sophomore album. Like Uh everyone's like, oh, I wanted to like it so bad. Like I would like, uh, I think they need to get, because James Gunn is the great writer. They need to get someone that's a great writer. And I know he's awful, but like Joss Whedon type. James Gunn, Joss Whedon, they need that type of writer, but then they need to bring in like a Hickman who is a fucking world creator and a plot. And he's someone who knows from point A to point Z of like where things are going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, they keep on, I, I feel like they're putting, they're hedging all of their bets of everything's leading up to the Fantastic Four. And I'm like, no one gives a shit about the Fantastic Four. Well, no, that's Four. the rumor. That's the rumor. The Fantastic Four, they say, are not even going to be, in, well, in fairness, they said they're not going to be in the Kang Dynasty. That does not mean they won't be in Secret Wars. But I feel like they're just going to be the last reveal. And then you're like, are you telling me we're going through all of this bullshit just to get just a Reed Richards to be like, well, now here's an infinite amount of reads. Yeah. Like, to, you know, I, no. Yeah. The only thing is that's going to get people back on board is something called the X-Men. So fucking get it together, people. Get the X-Men back to get the X-Men is what's going to save the MCU. Absolutely. Because that's all people care about. There's still, I mean, I mean, that's the thing is I'm not even saying like Echo is going to be a bad show, but Echo is not going to be the world's next favorite character. Like they need, they need something epic. They're just, they're mired in all these side characters because they've used up all the main characters. And guess what? There's a whole realm of main characters called the fucking X-Men that will get people excited about superhero movies again. No one's going to get that excited about Moon Knight. Sorry. 
especially with attacks on the rights of minority groups like the trans committee. We need X-Men now. Yes. Yes, thank you. Maybe that's why it's like, oh, X-Men are too woke. <laughs> People will freak out that I, well, just you wait. Oh, my God. We might not even have X-Men movies because we'll live in a fascist state and they'll be like, there's no fucking way. I know. And as someone who works in the drag industry, it is a very scary time right now. Oof. Maybe we should segue to X-Men. Yeah. The X-Men will save us all. Hit the music. I was reading X-Men comics in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. So we have like three weeks of X books that we need to check in on, girl. I know. I'm so. I'm sorry. I'm eating something. I'm eating a piece of chocolate. You're doing this now. I'm. I just got. I I needed like a sugar rush because I was so upset. Oh my god. Whatever you need to do to cope. All right. Listen. I read X Men comics. (laughs) All right. So we have. There's. There's the world of sins of sinister. Sins of Sinister. And then there's the world outside of Sins of Sinister. So That's do we right. want to go inside? Let's start inside the world of Sins of Sinister. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Nightcrawlers to talk about. We've got Immoral X-Men to talk about. And I think that's it. Yes. So give us a little, so night- give us a brief, brief of Nightcrawlers. Yeah. Nightcrawlers, the world is fucked. And Sinister has fully taken over. There is a brigade of Nightcrawler chimeras that are kind of a hit squad. And so they encounter, and there's like a Domino one, there's a Spider-Man one, um, there's um, um, uh, other ones. And I found the Spider-Man one interesting. I loved him. But no, I just interesting, no, from a scientific experiment of the idea of it's not a mutant. Yeah. But and because his powers were given to him by like a radioactive spider, how do you recreate that in a command? Right. So I found that interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. And I just loved him as a character too, because he is the one who later on will sacrifice himself um in order to advance the cause of Mother Righteous, who using um Vox Ignitus. Is that the Banshee spirit of variance hybrid? It's, yeah, is able to free people with the scream. Yeah, from the from the sinister diamond uh, brainwash influence. Yes, and so that's really what happens at the beginning of this book: is Banshee screams and frees this team of Nightcrawlers from Sinister's programming, and they gain um, independence. I also just, and they well, kind of, sorta, of, because they're working for Mother Righteous, which is still kind of like being enslaved. But can I just say, when I was throwing out like, oh, there's rumors that Mother Righteous is the other Mister Sinister. Yeah, that no one ever thought that Mother Righteous is the ob- literally the two words of the opposite of Mister Sinister. That I know, right? How like, dumb are we? Right all? there, right there, the whole time. And so, am I understanding that Mother Righteous is? mission in this is to get the Moiras out from her quote unquote accomplice Orbis Stellaris, the club sinister. And that's the thing though, is I can't tell is she is she a good guy or is she a bad guy? Because she's kind of against all the other sinisters. Yeah, but she's a sinister, so she's bad. And I really want to know, I really want to go into the past because the last thing we saw 
was we saw in the past where Destiny told Sinister that thing and then he turned all black and goopy. And then they have another thing where they showed like he made the four first four clones and they escaped. I want to know if that first clone that he made, the heart clone, did he make it a woman or did she become a woman later? I kind of want, right. I want, I hope at some point they delve into the, back into the past to show how all these four sinisters, like what they've been doing this whole entire time. Yeah, their backstory. Yeah, People I'm love, really like how excited. They, how for they that. got to, yeah, that would be great. No, it's a really good, great. but know who's, who seemed to be center stage in a moral X Men. Uh, that was, oh, well, one thing before we get off this book is it's really the only time we see the other three Sinisters together when one, in one room Yeah, is in Nightcrawlers, which is of note. And the Club Sinister and Heart Sinister take out the Spade Sinister, so. Yes. And the Spade Sinister is the Dr. Stasis? Dr. Stasis. Yes, yeah. so he's dead? The Orcus. Is he yeah. dead? He dead. Yeah, Okay. Oh, but then it's like, but is there another clone of him? I don't know. It's always, of course. It's always tricky. Um, That's what makes him maddening. But then we got some immoral X-Men going on. And, With Emma Frost, and as center we know, stage. And this is the one thing, is Emma Frost has been treated so poorly of like, when they, when they tried to make her into a bad guy again. And yeah. it pissed me off because it didn't make any sense. This of like giving... The conscious, the not caring about the children, taking away her conscience to Emma Frost, she's becomes like the most evil villain ever. And that's a story she's, I love. That's a story I love. This is great. I'm worried coming out of this, she's going to realize kind of like how well that fit, how nice that felt, like how much she liked it. Yeah. Having no conscience. Fingers crossed. I don't. Wait, are you are you saying you want her to be a bad guy? No, I'm worried that she's going to like, she, and there's no, I've completely made this up in my head. I'm so worried she's going to come out of the sinister programming, realizing she enjoyed the sinister programming. No way. No, I think, I'm I'm just, I think she's going to, I think it's the, 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 I think the amount of guilt she's going to have that she enjoyed it is going to have her go even further to good. I think that's yes. Oh, I hope so. But this opens with I think it's Nick Fury, you know, Nick Fury Jr. and a squad like trying to take down Sinister, and they're like, "Okay, let's go." And then they jump out of a skyscraper window, and was so that was crazy. And it turns out that was Xavier's way of assassinating. I know, but it took me a hot second to realize what was happening. I was like, "Wait, they jumped! Wait." They all just like committed suicide. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? And then you see Xavier and you're always like, oh my God, no. I loved it. I love that they're like, so this is the exit. And they're like, no, no, we have to take the window. We all have to jump out the window. Like, you're, Wait, what? <laughs> Good use of telepathy there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. What else happens in this? A lot of this book is sinister talking to a clone of oh, himself. Right. And then he kills the clone. About, and then he kills the clone about the other. Uh, it's just about how out of control this has all gotten. Yeah, and he um, doesn't have with access the other to the so he's kind of stuck in it. Like he wants to yeah. reset it, but he can't. Yeah, and so really what this is is the Quiet Council kind of taking power from Sinister via Emma Frost, yeah. who 
dupe Sinister into thinking she was vulnerable. She was not. She turned the tides. Um, I thought what was interesting was she sent everyone kind of like on a wild goose chase around the globe. And then she was like, they split up looking for where Sinister could be in these multiple places. But then it's Emma who found him. I kind of almost think like Emma knew where he was. Oh, she knew the whole, oh, she totally knew the whole entire time. Because also the fact that not only that, when he snuck up to kill her, she was in diamond form, but it didn't look like she was in diamond form because she had fucking mastermind kidnapped and like over her bed, like providing a constant illusion. Constant. Like torturing him. Love it. (laughs) Love it. And my favorite part is where Sinister to fight Emma brings out his nasty boy Cyclops Chimeras. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, oh, you think I give a shit about this? (laughs) She's like, there's never been a Scott that I haven't been able to do what I wanted him to do. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Uh... It's so funny. But again... I have two. I, I have one question for the sins of sinister. Where is Jean Grey? Oh yeah, we haven't really seen her. We haven't seen Jean we have, Grey. We have not. We, we have, have not we, seen her at all. We haven't seen all. Jean Grey with a diamond on her head. We haven't seen Jean Grey. Period. Hmm. So there's a Jean reveal. I feel coming. that she's in like a tank somewhere where he's just. Oh, he's he's probably turned her into something horrific. Yeah. And like, it's going to be, yeah. Like, yeah. she's going to be like, you know, big level boss mode. And I worry for them. But I guess anyway, we'll have Sins to wait Sinister, for... Super fun. And then that's the 10 years. I think when we start back up, it'll be 100 years. It'll be 100. Interesting. How about we talk about some things outside of the Sins of Sinister? Yeah. Let's talk about some X-Men which I don't feel we need to go that deep into. It's just the brood. It's just the brood. And I think what's interesting is currently Kelly Thompson is writing Captain Marvel and a team fighting the brood um, simultaneously. And like the, the, the stories are kind of not referring back to each other. The editors are referring back to the other. For more adventures of the brood, check out X-Men kind of shit. But I think what's really funny is that Polaris is in... Captain Marvel, and she's in X-Men fighting the brood on two separate occasions yeah. and never once is like, oh, doing this again, huh? Yeah. It is interesting of, it seems that, it's also, it's like, so Brew ate the, the that egg. Yeah. Basically controls all the brew. But then they're all like, where's Brew? And I'm like, you didn't think it'd be important to like, keep track of him? Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, where they, is well, he? They thought he got it. Yeah, they he disappeared, and what I do love is they bring him up a lot. So finding him is going to factor big. Oh yeah, into this story. Well, that's the thing because there's two plots: either they've defeated him or he's joined their side. Oh, for sure. And which one do you think it is? I think he was corrupted by it, yeah. and he joined their side. Yeah, me too. Oh, which sucks because I love him. Bye, Brew. No. Oh, please. I don't give a shit. That whole Wolverine and the X-Men. Oh, I know. X-Men, but I like I him. That whole, all of it. Um, One thing that's really cool in this book is they find, so the team goes to find Corsair and they find Corsair and he's pregnant with Brood and he's about to pop and die. But using their thousands of years of knowledge they've accumulated from the vault, old Laura and Sink AKA are able Talon. to save... 
Talon, that thank you, and Sync are able to save Corsair. Yeah. I feel like this is leading up to something. And I have a feeling they're going to be villains. You think they're like, they've got Winter Soldier stuff in them? No, no, I don't think they're on. No, it's not that I don't think they're villains because they're still on the side of the children of the vault. I have a feeling they're going to be like, we're a thousand years older than you. You're all stupid. You need to do this. And then they're going to be like, well, no, we know what we're doing. And they're like, actually, you don't know what we're doing. And I think there's good because it's the same thing. How there's this side thing in X-Men Green right now where Nature Girl has decided to take global warming on and become an eco-terrorist. And they're kind of like, fuck, I don't know what to, what do we do about this? I think they're going to be a problem like that as well, where I feel like they're going to be like, we're thousands of years old and we know better than you. So actually we're going to kind of take over. And I, I, I'm just, that's my own little prediction of what I think might happen. Because those two together, they definitely like the way they have this weird bond and they seem to yeah. really know everything and they're like so in love with each other. I think it's like them versus the world. Like, oh, they'll see a bigger picture. Like, yeah. And also sure. when it comes down to it, it's like, you need to choose. Do you choose each other or mutants? They're like, fuck all y'all. We were together for a thousand years. You can suck my dick. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I would be like that with someone hot who I've dated for a few months. Could you imagine if you and and your husband were together for like 500 years a thousand feels that way <laughs> there's a fun speaking of romantic b plots there's a fun b plot in this book which is monet and forge hop in a gate to a uh, to nowhere to the floating sentinel a celestial head yeah what was that, that previously was fun. nowhere was that where moira was no no, but that's Guardians that's of the no Galaxy place. shit. That's no place. Right. Nowhere is the Guardians of the Galaxy where a lot of scenes okay, from those movies I will take say this, place. but here's something that just, I, 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 it did a plot point that I do not like. They were like, oh, there's no gate here? Well, actually, we used Tempo and went into the past oh, to put a gate there. I'm like, no. Cable, yeah. Cable yeah. went in the past. And I was like, no, because you know what? That, 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 that plot point then could be used of like, That's, oh, well, then we just went in the past and killed Sinister. You know what I mean? I Where know. I'm just like, well, you can't do that, but you can go in the past and put a fucking gate there. We don't, don't fuck, love that. Don't fucking, don't fucking do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, how about though when Gene reaches out to like all the other telepaths and is like... Can anyone find Brew? And Emma's like, yeah, no no problem, sis. I got you. Nope, can't find him. And Quanin's like, nope, nothing. And the Stepford Cuckoos are like, nothing yet. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. All the more reason, though, to prove that Jean <laughs> hates, hates Rachel and probably hates That's... lesbians because she did not reach out to Betsy and Rachel. No. Oh, my God. I want that. Well, it's also because... Here's the weird thing is Jean Grey has two kids, but has never been pregnant. Yeah. That's weird. She either pulls the baby from the future where she didn't have to deal with it, or she gets a clone to have the baby for her. It's fucked up. I need some That's why she never that's why she never fully claimed Rachel yeah. as her own daughter oh, of is because not. she knew she was a lesbian because she because Jean can always detect if you're gay. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, ew. She's like, what's that in your head? Softball practice and 
and you're re-watching Lady Wrestling. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, since Rachel has always not really identified as a thousand percent straight cis white female, um, Jean's probably known her for a long time. Something maybe we'll talk about later when we talk about Captain Britain. Well, why don't we talk about it right now? <laughs> yeah, why don't we? Captain Britain, uh, Jeannie Howard is back. And I'll tell you this. As someone who... Loved Excalibur. Loved the Alan loved Moore Excalibur. run of Excalibur. I, no, no, but I'm not. No, not just that. I was a loved the, the, the oh, Excalibur with Tini Howard. Yeah, and I said, yeah. Oh, but yes, I mean, that's right. for me. I mean, as someone who, for I mean, I read Captain Britain right when Psylocke first joined the X-Men. So I know that whole history of that strike force, of that psychic strike force, and they all died that horrible, brutal death. So all of them back. And being the psychic strike force and Rachel and and Captain Britain being back and they all are like, fuck you, you're not the real Captain Britain because you're a woman, because you're a mutant. We liked Brian and then Morgan Le Fay kind of using that sentiment against her to get a different Captain Britain and how Micromax is back. And she's I think she's probably going to set up Micromax to be the new Captain Britain. Um, so that she can control him. I love all of this. I love it. All of it. I yes. love it. There's like romance with her and and Rachel where they keep making out. They're like, let's make, like, like, oh, they're like, all right, let's talk business, but let's make out while we do it and just talk psychically. I love that. I love it. And you also have Rachel really starting to embrace the Ascani identity and like on her yeah, way well, to truly then, becoming Mother Ascani. Oh, um, prestige. Prestige. Yeah. When Stupid. You've had this Mother Ascani thing for decades now, and no one's really ever touched it until Teeny Howard like was like, "I'll do it." You know, you've got Howard Rachel. Took literally forty years of lore and was like, "Let me just wrap all this up in a fucking bow for you." Yeah. But does anyone appreciate it? No. No. I was going through the. History. Com- I was going through the the the, the feeds. Everyone, these fucking incel fuckers that read Marvel, they are like, why does it have to be all woke and gay? And they're like, they are never talking about gay rights in this. They just happen to be fucking each other. And then they're like, Betsy wasn't gay. Yes, she was. And when when, yes, she was. when Phantom X split up into a woman, she was licking Pluster's pussy. Pluster. She was licking her pussy. And then be like, well, Rachel wasn't a lesbian. She had a fucking mullet. Are you serious? She had a fucking mullet. Her, she was been non-binary since the beginning. Remember, what was the whole thing in the beginning of Excalibur when, like, wasn't it, it was someone who was going to promise her like femininity, and then she came back and like she had her braid and embraced like the the hound costume. Yes. Well, like, but it was all about like, would you, you know, would you really finally like to feel like a woman? Like, I remember that, and that spoke to me. Rachel has always been queer coded, always, always, always. Yeah, and especially because, and that was when, when, when Kitty had a crush on Alistair. Um, I forget his last name, but he was like the kind of scientist that was along yeah, yeah. on the cross time caper, oh, and I loved he him. was in love with Rachel, and Rachel was like, "Ew, what? Gross!" <laughs> like she, right. and if you notice, the only time she did kind of she had a little brief dalliance with Nightcrawler, right? Which, which she was like, "If I'm gonna fuck a guy, he can't look like a human." <laughs> right. 
No, but but then but then the other people are just mad that Teeny Howard still has this world. They're like, why are they giving it back to her? It sucked so much. And I'm like, it's never been bad. I thought it's, it was it's been always good. Been exactly correct. So yeah. I think this is great. It feel because they're now back in the mansion. They're back in the old, like from the original Captain Britain. They're not even in the tower for the most part. They're in the fucking mansion. In the lighthouse, yeah. Yes, like I. I fucking did I call the lighthouse a tower? I don't know words anymore. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Anyway, it's great. I love it. This is my favorite book right now. I agree. I thought it was fantastic. It's a great start. It's bringing in great characters like Faiza Hussein, the um Yes, from uh, the um the, the MI6. Yep. And she was the one that I thought was the uh, I thought she was the Black Knight character from right, that other right. comic. Right. Right. But she's other it's the other sword. Yeah. Um, Jay of great Jamie Braddock moments where he's carrying the mansion around like as a little floating miniature while Brian's inside trying to do work. Like it's comedic. It's absurd. You've got the absurd array of multiversal Captain Britons. You've got Rachel accessing multiversal Phoenix fire, which I kind of love. And you have the old, the OG bad guy, which is the, um, what are they called? The Furies. The Furies, but they're not like the other world Furies. They're like the original Furies. And I liked how they had when the Furies evolved and got bigger, they got weaker. And that was the one thing where I never understood. It was like it like literally one Fury could destroy the world. How is there thousands of Furies in this other world and they're not just taking everything over? And she explained it. She always explains all of my questions. Thank you. What did she say? What, what was the explanation? Do you remember? She, she was saying they're like, oh, when they make the Furies bigger and bigger, they get exponentially weaker and weaker. And that's why they're oh, saying yeah, the yeah. small original Fury is more powerful than all of those. Yeah. It's simple. And it literally took like one, it's simple. one bubble, one, one bubble text explained it all away. Oh, so good. Now, unlike other books. It's good. Let's talk for like five seconds about X-Force and Marauders. Um, I'm not talking about Marauders because I dropped it. I'm going to fucking talk about it. All right. Because if I'm going to have to subject you to some of this pain. Let me share your pain. I read Marauders twice. Did I like it? No. But I had to reread it because not one word of it made any sense. Boom. It did not make any sense. She Kitty Pride wants to bring Threshold back on Genosha, and she thinks actually Genosha was where that was where Threshold originally lived, and it's all actually a secret point where there's going to be a new five. But the new five is like the is like Cerebra the twenty the. 2099 yeah. X-Men and then some girl who can read like ghost plasma but then they're just and it's all like but then it turns out it's all a thing for her to bring her dad back to life oh my god she should know better but I was reading it and it, it just made no sense they were doing yeah. all of these scientific explanations and I'm like none of this makes any sense and I also don't and she's like we have to do this we have to do this I'm like I know why I did it doesn't make any sense and I hate it it's awful it's it's terrible the problem with this book for me has always been that it is so unnecessarily complex like it there's there's so much overwritten history and backstory and 
factions and layers that you just that you amount don't to nothing. Any of it. But right. that have nothing to do with anything, and they amount to nothing, and they don't make any sense, and they actually ruin the world that you've already created of Krakoa. I hate I, it. Again, I've said this over and over. Why are we inventing all this new stuff when, whatever? You can argue it's not inventing, but and then another one I just had to skim through because it's just like this X Force. I felt like they set it up kind of cool with this Mister Peacock, and then it's like let's end it with a big um, beast colossus monster and i was like yeah he he called it the he called it the omni mutant so you hate it even more but this issue x-force 38 brings an end to xeno and to the peacock tattoo and to the gene engineer and all of that stuff um so there's value in that and like now it feels like we're really just going to shift focus to beast maybe probably finally but they are leaning in hard on this being a book about Domino, Omega Red, and Deadpool. I think there's going to be a new X-Force lineup coming up where they are very much front and center. So I can feel myself and my relationship with this book kind of slipping away. Domino, sure. Deadpool and Omega Red, who gives a fuck? And that's like, Omega Red is so not interesting. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Maybe it's like you have to be a straight man to get it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's whatever the thing that makes you like football is makes you like makes Omega you Red. like Omega Red. I don't know. I think there's a good sound theory there. We also have Sabretooth and the Exiles. Did you read that? Yes. Okay. It's good. I like this cast. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess right now they're they're still fighting Dr. Barrington. Dr. Barrington escaped to this thing called Station 4, Orcus's Station 4, where they've got superpowered little kids down there. The kids are already attacking the team. They kill Madison Jeffries. Um, and basically, now, the team is just. Now, do you think because they kill Madison Jeffries, I don't think he can be resurrected because they think he's. I think he's just in the. I think he's now just like a computer, probably. I agree. I don't think he's dead because he. I think he's conscious because he was like, "Hurry up and upload." So I, he was like, "Think fast, think fast." Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he's just the, the the ship now. There'll be a twist exactly with Madison Jeffries, um, but yeah, this is the big reveal: is that the reason for the Victor Creed that they found on the astral plane is um, there is a hunter of multiversal saber tooths, saber teeth. There's a multiversal hunter hunting saber teeth, and that multiversal hunter is Graydon Creed, Mystique and Sabretooth's human son. What, um, where is he from? X Factor. No, that's Cameron Hodge. He was big. What the big but thing is was he was from he was a different hunting. dimension, or is he, is that real? Oh, I don't know, because he was really like, uh, genetically engineered. He definitely looked like he had his head sewed on someone else's body so this could be our great and creed but but they really fucked and had a baby yep and he he's not a mutant nope that seems impossible (laughs) um i really hope that's what great and creed thinks i know i will say oh is that why he's mad that he's not a mutant I mean, deep down, probably. Was this a late 90s? I feel like that all must have happened when I, my brief stint of yeah. the X-Men. He, one thing that put him on the map was, what was it where um, 
Sienna Blaze and Graydon Creed and someone else. They were like hunting the Hellions and hunting. It's where Fitzroy killed the Hellions. Graydon Creed was part of that. Oh right. Line. Oh okay. So right when the X the, the X Men split into two groups, the blue team and the gold team. Yeah, oh, and okay. then what well, X Men Forever? There was like a big storyline. Was it what, what book was it where like Graydon Creed was assassinated? And it turned out it was Mystique who had like traveled back in time and assassinated him or something. It was weird. Was that the one she was on the team with Rogue? No, I think it was X-Men Forever. Oh, I didn't I think read it was like movie. a side book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I think I want they I want them to bring back my favorite uh Sabretooth uh multiverse character. The one from Exiles the one from or the Exiles. one from AOA? Yeah. Yeah. So bring bring Maybe. bring him back. Yeah, that'd be awesome, and make him the lead on this book. Or don't. I don't care. It's fine. This is a good book. This is a good book. Could we talk about my favorite book though? What? Rogue and Gambit number one. Rogue and Gambit number First one. Of all, I just want to say this: Jeff and I, uh, not you, my husband Jeff and I, we were out on our balcony and we saw these two stray cats down below that. We have been hearing at night and seeing. So it's very clear that there are two stray cats who I think are fucking um, in the behind our building. So we named them Rogue and Gambit because they're mischievous and they're always getting into trouble. <laughs> Does and one have like, like a white sassy. stripe on the head? Yeah. And, yeah. And so the energy that those two cats gave that made me land on naming them Rogue and Gambit that energy is all over this book, and I love it. Who wrote, did Leah Williams write this? No, this is Stephanie Williams. Is she related to Leah Williams? No, but she's great. Yeah, it definitely had that feel of I liked where, Stephanie. Sorry, Stephanie Phillips. Stephanie oh, okay. Phillips. I liked that it was um, the majority of this was just like couple that have been together forever fighting banter. Oh yeah. Like guy just wants to get away with doing, yeah. you know, getting drunk and getting Because I kind of love it where she's like, oh my God, I had to save the world. I'm just a few hours late. Why are they, everybody attacking you? He's like, well, you didn't show up. So now like I had. So now I'm drunk and fighting ninjas. Yeah. You're a few <laughs> hours late. It's your fault. It's great. <laughs> it's great. And then the addition of Destiny, like this is just good comedic formula. You know, yeah, I like, love Destiny hating Gambit. Destiny hating Gambit. Destiny thinking Rogue can do better. Rogue even thinking she could do better every once in a while. Rogue hating Gambit. Gambit having an explanation and an excuse for everything. Gambit also feeling confined. It's really good. Yeah. And the thing that's interesting is Destiny comes saying, I need you to get Manifold to help me with something, but she won't say what. And then it just cuts to Manifold laughing. He's like, why the fuck am I going to fucking, you want me to fucking help Destiny? And then they're like, well, yeah, we don't really know why either. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. But they decided- And I love that yeah. he's mistrustful because of everything he experienced with Brand. Yeah, yeah. And the the next thing is that he's like, oh, well, I'm actually monitoring all these super-powered people are, are, are being kidnapped. So we have Lady Deathstrike has been kidnapped. And they're like, okay, well, let's do some quid pro pro. Quid quo pro. If you If we help you with this, maybe you'll help us with our thing. And that goes horribly wrong. And the only, this is my one thing that I hate. 
Can you guess the powers? Thing? The power powers are taken away. Stop I know, the me power too. dampener thing. I know. It as soon is, as they got hit with a gun, I was like, "Here we go." It's easy. It's too simple. Stop it. Stop it. It's lazy. One thing writing. I'm very. It is lazy writing. One thing I'm very excited about is they list the other villains that have been kidnapped or gone missing, and one of them is Vanisher. Oh yeah. So. Like if we're gonna get some Vanisher in this book, that makes Vanisher me is more always excited. fun and snarky. Always good. Oh, remember, remember the first run of of Rick Remender's X Force. Oh yeah, with Vanisher and Elixir. They put the X shaped tumor in Vanisher's brain. Yes, with uh, that was when uh, when Rain ate her dad and like oh yeah, oh that was a great time. And that that page of naked Warren lying on a giant. Put a giant mountain of the bodies that he of all the men he just killed. Oh yeah, and remember they murdered um, Boom Boom. Yeah, and then they had to like go back in time to get her back. Ah, oh. ah, oh. good stuff. I I want. I don't know if this Rogan Gambit book. Yeah, it's it's a five issue limited series. Why make this ongoing? Like they're they're honestly Rogan Gambit. Best couple in comics. Yeah. But no, they're not going to make it ongoing. They're going to make X-Force ongoing. That's the longest running one. There is this. I know. I know. Wolverine. He sells. He's not even even in it right now. Yeah, but it's all all based on him, arguably. There's this great TikTok of... Um, this straight couple, this guy and this girl, and the guy is like so muscly and cute, and he um, he's eating a banana next to his girlfriend in the mall, and he just like looks at the banana and takes the whole thing down his throat, and then pulls it back out and looks at his girlfriend with the biggest cute smile, like "Look what I can do!" And the girlfriend is like horrified that he just like suck the dick that is this banana. And the caption of the video is "Rogan Gambit." <laughs> I was like, yes, that is such Rogan Gambit energy. Yes, because you know Gambit sucked a dick. Oh, absolutely, and took the whole thing. Oh, yeah. It was definitely like he lost a poker bet, and they're like, hey, I'll I'll excuse your debts if you spend the night with me. And he's like, oh, okay, shall we? Let's let's go, monsieur. (laughs) But then he charged the hard dick just a little bit so that it tingled. Yeah, and and they're like, wow, you're really good at this. I think we covered and it. And I think that's oh, it. Yeah, I think that's it, it for we the Xbox. It. Yeah, we did it. Sorry, guys, that we were out. But sometimes, you know, if I don't have a voice, there's not much I can do. So please not forgive much you can me. Do. Yes, please. Uh, we'll be back with many, many, many more episodes. Um, and we'll talk about them Oscars. Yeah. Well, because those will have aired. And uh, also, I don't know if it'll be next week or the week after, but we'll be talking about a certain Scream 6 movie that's coming out. Ooh, I'm so excited. And we'll I'll reserve judgment of whether I will literally, I will either love this movie or hate this movie based on one. Because outcome. if Gail Weathers dying or not. I was talking to someone. They're like, of course, Gail Weathers is going to die. I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm going in. Like, of course, Gail Weathers is going to die. Like, of course. Ugh. Also, though, here's my prediction. So you've got like Jenna Ortega 
And you've relegated her to the second banana roll. Like, she's not our new Sydney. I think what's her name who plays Sam is Billy Loomis's daughter, our new Sydney. I think she's going to die. Right? Or I think... You got to elevate Jenna Ortega. Well, I think they were setting up... They were definitely setting up of her having that evil serial killer side from Billy Loomis. So there's a chance that she could be the killer. She could be the killer. So she might be the killer in this one. I just want to remind you, yes, Sam, that character is Billy Loomis's daughter. That also makes her Lori Metcalf, a.k.a. Mrs. Loomis, a.k.a. Debbie Salt's granddaughter, (laughs) which makes her one of the best characters in the franchise. (laughs) Oh. Oh. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, We'll see you next week. We'll talk about comics and dicks and butts and Oscars and actresses. And hopefully the MCU will have its first acting award Oscar. Yeah, because I hate to break it to you. If you think Angela Bassett should win the Oscar next week, well, that makes you... Queer. Queer.